Our cell phones used by the government to beam our locations to the MIBs 24-7. We know what holy water is, but what's unholy water? What happens if you drink that? All these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Hey, welcome everyone to the podcast, the Paranormal Podcast. It is a Tuesday and we are back again to deliver upon you a tale, a chilling tale of investigating the paranormal. My name is Roy Powers. I'm a professional paranormal investigator and I'm joined by my co-host, Kit Greer, also a professional paranormal investigator. Every every week, you know, I should let you talk so people know that I'm not just rambling to myself in this room. <laughs> Kit was here, but unfortunately he stepped out of line earlier today and I had to kill him before the podcast started. <laughs> so I guess I'll be talking at length, not stopping without interruption for the rest of this podcast. And we won't be investigating that. No one <laughs> will be investigating his death. Uh, have you been drinking holy water or unholy water? But no, that's an actual question. Huh? You've drunk holy water? Yeah. You know that's not for drinking, right? That's for blessing things to make them holy and yeah, sacred? Yeah, bless my, my little demon stomach. I think it's like pretty dangerous. I think that stuff's borderline rubbing alcohol. Do you know where the devil lives? In your heart. Maybe in yours. Uh, every week on this podcast, we investigate a brand new paranormal case beast tale and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is true or false. This week, we have an email submission from one of our listeners called Speak of the Devil or the Angel. His name's Dustin Priest. Oh, shit. Your holiness. It is our pleasure uh, to be able to tackle your suggestion this week on the podcast. Let's just dive right in. Please. Well, we've investigated paranormal locations before on the show kit. The ghost of Bluebell Hill, the Bermuda Triangle, the road where that pair of ghost hands used to happy slap people or just choke them to death. But what if I said, Kit, that I know of a place that was worse than all of them combined? Wow. Welcome to Riverdale, Colorado. Holy shit, we're back in in Colorado. Exactly. It wasn't that long ago we went to the... um, Denver Airport, I seem to remember. This is a paranormal place. Jesus. Because now we're going to a little place known as the Gates of Hell. Holy shite. These are a set of old iron gates that you can find that lead you up the path towards a decrepit, burnt mansion. Whoa. Who built the mansion? Why did it burn down? Mm. Let's hashtag investigate. The mansion was built. We're getting straight into it. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a very short show, actually. It's mostly answering those two questions and then conclusions. The legend states that a long time ago, a wealthy man named David Wolpert moved into the town following the gold rush. Mm. It wasn't long before he decided to settle down with his wife and two kids. All all good so far. This is very wholesome. Mm -hmm. Chasing gold like like an average Joe. Find a wife, have some kids. It really brings a new um, meaning to the term gold digging woman. Like right. Everyone was a gold digger back then. L- literally. literally gold dig. They were all gold diggers. Yeah. And you know, he probably went there for the gold. And then as soon as he settled down, he was like, turns out the gold I was searching for my whole life was a loving family. <laughs> now get back to digging, <laughs> you little shits. Turns out this whole time I just wanted a couple kids of my own. To dig for more f***ing gold! Because gold is the most important thing! <laughs> now you little shits can get in the tiny cracks that Papa can't get in! So to, to I guess, harvest all these little miners 
and you know build a shaft system okay. to, to the gold. He he decided to build their own mansion. Oh, obviously. he was also a handyman, I guess. So he was obviously pretty good at finding gold, having bought or like built a mansion. Or at he this had point. so much free time because he was so bad at it that he had time to build a mansion. Wow, you know, you assume that <laughs> building a mansion costs a lot of money. Yeah. But actually, if you just have a lot of wood and a lot of time, anyone right. could do it. And I think he's the kind of gold <laughs> miner who's a bit like, you know, you see those writers where it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like working on a screenplay. It's like, what are you doing today? I'm going to tidy my room, put up some shelves, go for a walk. Right. It's like, you're not going to write a damn page. It's like, you don't even want to dig a hole. Nah, I don't really like to force it. I feel like if it's meant to be, the gold will come to me. <laughs> They're like, terrible, terrible logic. So he builds the mansion and he's got these two strong iron gates at the front that led up to the front doors. Now, also among the grounds, he's got uh, big fields around so the kids can play. Beautiful. And also family chicken coops. Cure eggs. Nice. Meat. Very self-sufficient. This is nice. So they lived there happily for a while before after long, the husband started acting strange, appearing distant, talking about voices in his head. Oh, boy. He would go down to the chicken coop for hours and hours on end. <laughs> With no explanation as to why. They understand me, Margaret. Not like you do. They lust for gold, just like I. You and the kids barely even care about gold. (laughs) (laughs) Then one night, while his family were asleep, he walked outside and set the entire mansion on fire. Burning his whole family alive. Holy shit. The fire spread across the property burning the fields, burning the house down. But after the blaze died down, people realized that the chicken coop was basically untouched. What? And David disappeared into the night, never to be <laughs> into seen again. the again. chicken coop. <laughs> to sleep for and several David hours. And David took flight in a Santa-esque sleigh led by chickens, screaming about gold on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are looking up the night sky and they're like, Dad, is that Santa? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Go back inside, Junior. <laughs> Much like uh, a werewolf, the only thing that can take him out is a silver bullet because he hates silver. (laughs) Now, years later in 1994, Colorado local Charlie Perez and a gang of his friends were messing around at night. And they thought, hey, did you ever hear the story of that guy who went crazy and killed his family? (laughs) Nice Colorado accent. (laughs) I don't know what a Colorado accent is. I feel like the, the colder it is, the more Canadian you get. More Canadian? I'm not very good at Canadian accent either. Oh, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, I heard he would spend all day talking to (laughs) demons in his chicken coop, eh? One thing led to another, and the guys decided they should go check out what was left on the site. You know, they're they're young teenagers. They're egging each other on, daring each other. Totally. The things like teenagers do. Hey, smoke this, bro. Drink this. Yeah, yeah. Steal this. Shoot her. Anything like that. Shoot, shoot, shoot all that. Yes, yeah, like a teenage initiation. You want to show off to, to your bros right. what a badass you are. You know, like, hey, what do you say we like, you know, uh, like TP the, the, the school principal's house. Yeah. Mm. Or, or like, you know, why don't we like rob this bank at gunpoint? Like shit yeah. like that. Like, like, and then egg them on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was classic. Like, I dare you to burn off your f-ing fingerprints, bro, so we don't get ID'd for this. I dare you to... I f- and dare you to be the getaway driver in my next op. I dare you to put this sack on your head, dude. I bet you don't have the balls. <laughs> 
They walk into the bank and they're like, everyone, I dare you to get on your hands and goddamn knees. <laughs> so they got like a 12 gauge. I like the combination of really childish, but also really um, threatening. It's like, it's like, yeah, Jimmy, if you want to hang out at this arcade, you got to prove yourself. You got to kill. <laughs> you got to kill whoever we say you got to kill. So they go to the site. They go to the site to check it out. They drive down Riverdale Road to the gates of hell and walk towards the remains of the mansion. It was charred, black, a skeleton of what it used to be. A few dares were tossed around here and there, but no one wanted to go inside. That shit is too scary. Yeah. Instead, they decide to head to the old chicken coops, which they discovered had a strange architectural design. Hmm. There were five large round buildings all connected by some sort of dark tunnel system. I mean, this already... I mean, chicken coop should just be a <laughs> small wooden shack. Like a I've seen shack, a chicken coop, yeah. yeah with need... chicken wire on Five buildings is already far too much. And then once you get into tunnels... One building is too much. Yeah, I think you're probably right here. <laughs> uh, the doghouse was slightly disproportionate. It had a functioning helicopter pad. <laughs> and each building had a cement pylon in the center, sort of like a pedestal. Charlie said as soon as they entered, they noticed what looked like demonic writing sprawled all over the walls. Whoa. As they approached the center of the room, they noticed a pile of something resting on the cement pylon. They were chickens piles of dead chickens all with their heads cut off jesus man charlie and his friends left immediately but they would often return to the coop to investigate and see if anything else had changed Mm. charlie said often we found headless animals mostly birds lying on the concrete pylons in the center of the building it always felt spooky there yeah to say the least what is going on at this property kid it's a great question Are there demons? Were there demons talking to the dad via the chickens? (laughs) I don't want to lead you in any direct path, but let's just jump down the first one, the chicken demons. I mean, I would like to know what was scrawled on the chicken coop. Was it like chickens will inherit the earth? Humans are pieces of shit. You know, was it that kind of thing? It was generic enough to be referred to as, quote unquote, demonic graffiti. Right. Which, like, depending how posh these guys are, Mm. could have just been like an anarchy A (laughs) or like down with the police. You know, they're like, there was demonic writing on the walls. Yeah, these these kids might have been very sheltered. human genitalia. (laughs) You know, that could be their demonic graffiti for all I know. That's true. These might have been sheltered kids. Exactly. I I guess if they're not freaked out by the decapitated chicken bodies, Mm. it's probably pretty bad graffiti on the walls. On the one hand, this man's behavior, he is kind of exhibiting demonic possession behavior behaving totally out of the ordinary his family did not recognize his behavior he became distant as if he wasn't himself anymore and then he carried out this brutal and random attack on his own family and home so definitely possession qualities going on there but then if it was the chickens that uh, told him to do it why did he cut off all their heads Maybe, maybe he came to, he burned the, the chickens were like, kill your family, burn them down. And you know, that you have to stop stuttering. I don't know what you're saying. I can't stop. 
I should have transformed into a b- 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 goat. <laughs> yeah, he's like, any animal would have been better. Why not the goat? It's got horns. What we do know is that there has been some historical precedents for animals being possessed by demons. Um, I don't know if you remember the biblical story where doesn't Jesus like drive out a demon from a man and the demon um, possesses pigs on a hill and then the pigs run into a lake and drown themselves? Wow. Yeah. That's in the Bible. So it's uh, 100% confirmed historical fact. So fact. And that does echo what we're seeing here, which is that the animals became possessed. We know that is possible. And yeah. then, in fact, those demons then killed their host, the pigs. Right. So in this case, maybe they pecked each other's heads off. Or they just, you know, they told this guy to chop their heads off. I don't oh, know. right. Okay. So they just went a bit in, a bit insane. Yeah. Anything's on the cards here, people. We're early in this story. We are. Anything is possible. Now, the interesting thing about this story is that David, this madman who burnt his family alive, wasn't the only paranormal case surrounding the Riverdale Road in Colorado. Whoa. This road has been well-known for many different paranormal hauntings. It is a goddamn demon's playground. Wow. Strong words. And a demon's playground is not a fun playground to be on. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that there's going to be, you know, swings and slides. No. Quite the opposite. There will be what... It's like, you know, when you when you go down a slide mm. that's been in, like, the hot sun all day. Ooh. So you jump like on a, it. It's like an aluminium slide. Yeah. And it's burning your little kitty ass as you're flying down this lava slide. The swings are probably only... You know, they're really rusty, so they're creaking as they go. They're those, like, really, like, young kid ones, so they've got the holes in them, but the holes are so tiny that your legs get stuck and you can't get out. There, There is so much stuff going on on this road. Let's start off with the coolest one. The coolest one first. Please. The entity known as the Phantom Camaro. A Camaro? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, previously in the podcast, we've had various different types of phantoms we've had phantom humans who've died children who've died become poltergeists we've had phantom bloody kangaroos now we actually have a phantom automobile much in the style of brum that demon ass that's another story for another day yeah you ever heard a chitty chitty bang bang that thing was legit a demonic vehicle i swear to god like that movie was messed up do you remember that freaking child napper no. The kitty Wait, grabber? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I blocked that out of my memory. As oh, a child. God, he got me. <laughs> it all comes back to you at once, like. <gasps> a flashback yeah. to me in Victorian England. A chimney sweep <laughs> running about the streets. Yeah, that little freak went around with that net. Remember Jesus. catching kids? So um, this is worse somehow than that. Yeah, this is demon, demon, fang, fang. <laughs> a, a car on the next level because of the demonic branch. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang was pretty goddamn terrifying. Yeah. But he only had 40 or 50 horsepower. <laughs> this thing <laughs> can go not to 60 in 1.9 seconds, people. There's the no engine does not this. overheat. It runs on flames. It runs on the cries of the innocent. <laughs> so the more you scream, the faster it goes. The horn is like the wails of the punished. Just like, oh, <laughs> 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 really, really quiet. It's really ineffective, actually. If you're trying to get someone, you know, you're stuck in a traffic jam. You're a demon on the 101. <laughs> 
It, it's a goddamn green light. Move, asshole. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell was that? Everyone gets out of the way immediately. <laughs> I also love that you have, like, the car from hell that you still have to, to like, take the freeway. You still have to commute somewhere. So, so the Phantom Camaro. Uh, one of the reasons this road is held in such a spooky light is because the road has so many sharp corners that many drivers have been racing down the road only to flip off the track and die in a horrible car crash. Yeah, the, we're talking, you know, Danny from Greece style drivers here. Guys exactly. that are barely paying attention. They're that cool. He's driving in the car. He's not even looking on the road. He's looking in his rearview mirror, mm-hmm. uh, styling his hair. Yeah. But he's somehow kind of like splitting his eyes. <laughs> so his focus is like on his <laughs> not hair. Not cool, but weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very demonic, actually. <laughs> his hair and then his like cheerleader girlfriend Obviously. in the back seat. Danny, can you slow down? This is really dangerous. Shut the f*** up, babe. I'm driving the car. Danny, your feet are on the dashboard. <laughs> What's, what's pressing the pedals? I put a f***ing brick on the pedals and just hope we don't hit a corner. As soon as he hit the first turn, his vehicle was thrown <laughs> off the road, wrapping itself around a tree. He died instantly. Right. And now drivers have claimed that while their car is parked on Riverdale Road, another car will pull up alongside them. Mm. A Camaro with only one working headlight. Good God. If you see the car, it will honk the horn and rev the engine, trying to bait the drivers into racing with Jesus. it. But anyone who has raced with the Phantom Camaro has been killed in a horrific car accident. How do we know that this happened if they die? The c- cars who were in the accident crash at the exact same corner where the Phantom mm. Camaro Also, is seen. maybe these daredevil drivers... <laughs> they're on the phone to their cheerleader girlfriends. Yeah, <clears throat> do you know I was going to be there in five, babe, but some hotshot down here wants to race me, so I guess I'll be a few <laughs> minutes late. It's just like the same dude <laughs> racing another dude in a Camaro. This guy thinks <laughs> this guy thinks he's better than me because he's got one more headlight than I do, <laughs> and he's got a 97 Camaro instead of a 95 Camaro. I gotta beat his ass. I don't even know how he has the 96 Camaro because they decommissioned it after that asshole smashed into a tree. <laughs> Thing was goddamn beautiful, pristine. I don't know how he kept it in such beautiful stock condition throughout all these years. Also, how it is moving without the wheels rotating. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be levitating. I didn't know they did that back then. <laughs> Very cool. Shouldn't have decommissioned that. <laughs> well, they say it tries to bait drivers yeah. into racing with it. So right. there's, presumably there's a bunch of drivers who are parked on the road and they see the Phantom Camaro and they're it's like, true. oh my God, it's the, it's the Camaro. Right. Like, don't, don't get baited into racing what with it. Let it just do? drive on. But there is so much paranormal stuff going down on this road. I, I can't go through it all with a level of detail that I went through the Phantom Camaro. Understandable. We're going to have to blast through a couple of these bad boys. Please. All right, so let's just, let's do a little reenactment here. I'm going to set the scene. Cool. All right. Imagine uh, you heard it's pretty spooky on the yeah, road, on yeah. Riverdale Road, so yeah. you decided to take well, you a know, car. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, so, you know, that's an, it's a fun story. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Oh, I'll take a car. That way I'll be safe. Yeah. You know, halfway down the road, you know, you're driving down the road. 
You see a hitchhiker on the corner, mm. just like waving out to you. Yeah. To no like, way, Jose. No way. Well, give him, give him a second. This huh? thing's on higher purchase. <laughs> Leather is brand new. No one's getting in here, especially not a stinky, dirty uh, hiker. What if it was like an old woman? Gee, you are you gonna turn down an old woman? Hello, sir. Would you like to? Can I don't I trust the accent. No way. Is she? Is she hurt? Is she limping? She's yeah, very limping. She's got two canes. Uh, she got two canes. She'll survive. <laughs> How do I know that one of those canes isn't a James Bond style blade hidden inside a cane? Uh, she's got a Zimmer frame then. A old Zimmer frame. She's like, oh please, I'll die if you don't let me in, sir. <laughs> you gonna turn? Are you gonna turn her down? You son of a bitch. Apparently has a lot of time to. Uh, to, what if that was my grandmother? Oh, what if that no was way. what if that was Great Mrs. Powers on the side of the road? Huh? Great Mrs. Powers can talk goddamn ears off. There's no way I'm stopping to pick her up. <laughs> you watch your mouth. What do you say about it? It's just a joke, bro. Right. I know. Sometimes some you say things too far. I've never met her, so it's just you know you knew it was a joke. I've never met her. That's my great mother. You're talking about right? Your grand what? My great mother. She's not grand. She's great. I think grand's probably better. That's my good mother you're talking about, you son of a bitch. No wrong way. So let's you turn you turn you pull over to, to put them in the car. Yeah. You open the door and you're like, oh I'm sorry, ma'am. Is everything over? <gasps> Boom! They're gone. They were a ghost the whole time. So you're freaking out. Alright? F the car. You gotta run. Cars aren't good on this street. This is a ghost town. Yeah. So you start bolting. You're running down the street now. <sighs> Panicking in the night. Ah! What the f was that? Was that Pro a bat? Probably a bird. Whatever. Who knows? It's a big ass forest. All of a sudden, you hear heartbeats in your head. Oh god! Beating Not again! <laughs> Beating. You smell uh, toast. I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't <laughs> have had that double cheeseburger at that truck stop. You turn around to see the spirit of the Riverdale jogger Whoa. bolting towards you. What? A jogger who a died jogger on the road years ago. There are ghosts on every corner of this street. So anything that dies on this road is doomed to return to the material world as a ghost or apparition. I Th guess. There's phantom bugs crawling down <laughs> the street. There's phantom bats flying through the forest. You know, a regular bat is scary enough. There's, they don't need to be ghost bats. <laughs> there's ghost tumbleweeds. Yeah. Ghost bits of trash that people have thrown out of their car. So you panic seeing this ghost jogger running towards you. So you're like, well, I'll, I'll run him. I'll just run even faster than this asshole. So you start bolting down the street. <sighs> but the next thing you know, you weren't paying attention. You're lost. Oh. You don't know where the hell you are. This is probably... It's, I mean, Colorado is a massive place. You could be anywhere. So you look up at the street signs mm. to try and find out where you where you are. Yeah. Uh-oh, they're covered in blood. What? That's right. The demon boy of Riverdale leaves bloody handprints all over the street signs of the road. More. There's more on top of this. Now you're lost, scared, and you've probably pissed yourself. But you can hear a friendly squeaking behind you. Oh. Fantastic, at least some sort of red-tailed squirrel that can comfort me in my time of need. Exactly, you turn around, you see the little squirrel, and you're like, oh, I'm, thank God it's only a little, little tiny-ass squirrel. You're pinching his little cheeks. You're like, who's a good squirrel? Oh, did, do squirrels always have these little demon eyes? Oh, f it's actually the shape-shifting spirits of the Native American ghosts that haunt the road. Oh my Christ. There are goats pouring out the wazoo of this road. This is insane. It this seems so improbable that so much of the country seems to have absolutely no ghosts, but yet Riverdale Road has 
absolutely overflowing number of ghosts. Could this possibly be something to do linked to the destruction of the mansion? The demonic voices heard at the chicken coops? What if all these spirits are remaining on this world because they refuse to enter the gates of hell mm, maybe yeah just in the same way that, that some sort of natural disaster like an earthquake can set off a chain reaction of other natural events tsunamis and busted nuclear reactors and it causes this total disaster just caused by one small thing and maybe that the demon possession of this house and subsequent burning down at the gates of hell has set off a chain reaction that cracked open the ground itself and demons poured out of hell. And now they're just doomed to walk this demonic-ass rainbow road where cars are just flying off the edges, turtles and bananas just being thrown in every direction. Blue shell after blue shell. You can't drive 10 yards without a goddamn blue shell. Not a star in sight. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So that concludes our investigation into this road, Riverdale Road in Colorado, a.k.a. the Gates of Hell. What are your thoughts, Kit? Jesus, this seems incredibly overwhelming. It's a sort of roller coaster ride of um, paranormal happenings. Mm. Like I said, I think one of the difficulties to overcome with this investigation is to try and explain why there is such a proliferation of paranormal activity in this one spot and why this is centered on Riverdale Road. What could the reasons be? As you mentioned, it could be connected back to the uh, mansion itself. And that definitely seems like one of the more sinister happenings that may have caused this. It's also the one that we have as historical record. I mean, the house is there. You can go visit it. That is something dark that genuinely happened. Chickens are dead. I do wonder, you know, you mentioned the Native American spirits, shape-shifting spirits that haunt the road. I know that is something that um, sometimes comes up in paranormal stories that that Native Americans were kind of concer- concerned with lands and sacred lands and that lands had meaning and that the land reflected all the people who had gone before it. Right. Could it be that this particular area 
it happens to be a road today, but maybe long ago it was, you know, maybe the site of some horrible battle and many thousands of people died or something like that. It's like, you know, if you if you build a McDonald's on an Indian graveyard. Right. You are going to have some haunted ass burgers. Yeah, you're doomed to bad tasting Big Macs all day long. <laughs> At night, Ronald McDonald will come to life and just run around the store like ransacking all the cash machines and stuff. There is hot chips flying into people's faces. <laughs> Ronald stealing from the cash register. I'm like, we know you're not dead yet, so this isn't part of it. <laughs> Also, why, why are you teaming up with a Hamburglar? Aren't you supposed to be enemies? Also, he doesn't seem to want the burgers. He's going for the cash registers as well. Hamburglar beats you in the shin with a crowbar. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what was that little purple one called again? There's like Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, and then some little f- madman called like... Oh, we gotta find out. Grimpert or Globert or something. Grimace? Grimace. Holy shit. <laughs> I just imagine, like, you know, Ronald McDonald is holding your arms back. The Hamburglar's punching you. Grimace is like, wanna know how I got these scars? <laughs> the Hamburglar is just, like, at the start of the Predator movie, just, like, <laughs> taking fistfuls of cocaine and stuffing them <laughs> into his face and screaming, <laughs> Get ready for an unhappy meal. (laughs) I don't want to freak you out right now, but the Hamburglar's initial name before it was changed was the Lone Jogger. What? Are you? You're taking the piss. I'm not. Oh my God. Holy shit. He was originally, he was, he had a menacing black mask and cape, but McDonald's decided to soften his, his uh, personality. For children and took off the mask and called him the Hamburglar instead. Got rid of the gun as well. <laughs> There's a whole lot of cat. This may not make. Can we, yeah. can we raffle through? R- r- rifle through some? Oh, I would love to. Yeah. So we've got, of course, Ronald McDonald. Right, pretty terrifying original doll. Jesus Christ! Huge hair. Yeah. There's actually Officer Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> all right people listening at home <laughs> this is they were very lazy in the creation of this one because there's a little creativity <laughs> behind like ronald the clown yeah grimace you know this this blobby character in the hamburglar yeah. this is a f-ing hamburger with a hat on <laughs> it's just a policeman yeah with the head of a giant hamburger yeah uh moving on to captain crook aka the captain all right based on captain hook from Peter Pan. So apparently he's a seafaring villain obsessed with stealing filet fish sandwiches. Oh. Right, because it's seafood and he's he's a seafarer. He's, he's just a pirate, really. Okay. So there's a lot of theft going on baked yeah. into the lore of McDonald's. <laughs> so here's Grimace, just like you remember him. A big purple blob. I don't really remember what he is or does. He really didn't change over the years, no. I would say. Apparently he's an adversary of Ronald McDonald. Got the Hamburglar, of course. Uh, we've got the professor. <laughs> I can see why these guys didn't stick around. That is insane. Which side is he on? Originally known as the Mad Professor. <laughs> they really had to. They really introduced these characters and then immediately had to tone them down. Apparently, uh, introduced in the early seventies, he appeared in ads and spoke with a zany, high-pitched, excitable academic tone about his latest device, usually some sort of technological device to preserve the well-being of um, the good citizens of McDonaldland. Oh, uh, we also got Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Mayor 
They really get. They given up. No point. No point getting into this one. Really. No. But, um, you know he, what he is. You know what he's he is. a hamburger. He a really cheeseburger is. specifically. <laughs> the next. The next chapter in this page is called the lawsuits. <laughs> I assume it's introducing every character again and the many, many lawsuits that, get, that followed. The first line of this paragraph is, it didn't take long for McDonaldland to come under attack. <laughs> Wait, is this the lore or in, in no, terms of lawsuit? These are, these are real world lawsuits. Oh, so it's not like Mayor McCheese was accepting bribes from the McMafia. <laughs> well, look, we got something out of that. We found out that the hamburger was originally called the Lone Jogger. <laughs> The same name as the lone jogger of Riverdale Road. I didn't know that joggers could be terrifying, but here we are. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities as to why this place could be haunted. Indian burial grounds, the gates of hell, demons stalking the fields. It's an interesting story. It's kind of similar to when we looked at Stardust Ranch. Right. We're looking at one location right. that has so much paranormal stuff going Everything's on. Everything's going on. That it's something to do with the place itself yeah. rather than just one activity. Yeah. Unfortunately, that makes it very hard to nail down evidence, <laughs> testimony, Just about anything. It, really anything. But I'm going to throw it to you first, Kit. You know, you've heard a lot about Riverdale Road and these legends that I've told you about. Where, where are you, Where's your mind headed? I think with this case, we have... A kind of, you know, rather than a, a kind of pinpointed, um, detailed story about one paranormal incident, as we're discussing, we've got a kind of shotgun blast of kind of vague paranormal stories. Um, I think if we had concrete evidence of at least one of these, this is kind of like building a case of prosecution. You know, sometimes a criminal's done a lot of things. Yeah. But they're like, listen, forget about some of those bigger cases, if we can just nail him on one offense, right. then he'll go down for like a long enough time. And that's what you should do. It's like the Hamburglar. Mm -hmm. He did so much bad st stuff, the murders, the thefts. Yeah. But they were like, look, we know he stole the hamburgers. He steals hamburgers every goddamn day. Let's just get him with get the him hamburger thing. And he, and we got him for all of it. Yeah, and they yeah. and that now he's known at it. Like we're never going to get him on the on the uh, money laundering, the, the the larceny, you know, all of those things. Yes, yeah. they don't call him the murder burglar. I mean, they should because he did actually absolutely. He did should. a lot more killing than I, he like he took a burger one time. Yeah, but it was just on CCTV. Right, right, right. He was they actually shanking the cashier at the time, but it was slightly out of frame. Yeah, so they couldn't get him on that, but they got him on the burger in McDonald Land. It was very much an O.J. Simpson kind of um, very public case. Yeah, and everyone knows he did all those awful things, but they had to put him away uh, on the on the burger. They thought they could get away with it because they found a glove at the scene, and they were like, "If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit." Glove was. F massive the dude's got giant hands it's like three times the size of a human hand it fit perfectly there was no one else in mcdonaldland that could have possibly fit. No. <laughs> because it's a cartoon universe no one has even a change of clothes everyone wears the same thing the every same day thing. everyone had their gloves he was the only <laughs> he's the only one without a glove <laughs> that's a weird thing why is it in like yeah like i feel like in disney universe everyone wears gloves too yeah like mickey mouse gloves yeah no prince baby I feel like goofy. they could do whatever the they want you're never gonna frame me huh no prince chief minnie's a good girl she'll never she'll never talk one of these days you mousy brick one of these days you're gonna slip up you're gonna take off those gloves and i'm gonna bring you down for a chance you f***ing pig prick you're gonna tell me chief you're gonna be a rat you are a mouse <laughs>
You are literally a mouse. <laughs> who's who's most likely to squeal in the Disney universe? The pig, right? Do you think? What's his name? The one that goes, that's all, folks. Yeah. They think he's going to squeal. Did you see anything? I didn't see, I didn't see a f-ing thing. Shit! <laughs> we spent months pulling him in. <laughs> well, there's Piglet, for one. I think Piglet is going to squeal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piglet's a little <laughs> bitch. Winnie is an OG. Winnie would never squeal. Pork- <laughs> Porky Pig. <laughs> he's squealing he, he you don't even have to come to him he comes in to confess yeah he he's, like he's the, he comes in like he's inside the the untouchable criminal empire yeah that whenever you're watching the movie you're like are they ever gonna touch him they've covered every track they've got everyone paid off yeah. but f-ing porky pig porky comes he in. can't stand the pressure he's the one guy who can't stand it exactly he's like I, I i i saw mickey in the car park at 3 a.m chief even the policemen are looking down on him they're like yeah. you broke the law of the street <laughs> they're like you f-ing pig you really are a pig <laughs> you broke the law of the street why would when a criminal comes in to confess like, i know who did the murder get out <laughs> get out you broke the goddamn law of the street walking in here you know you, you know that mickey's got men on the inside men in the nypd boys in blue <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're all mice as well the only mice in in the uniform they all got giant white gloves they're like someone <laughs> some of the mice in here are a mole way too way too many animals again we've gone too far everyone's looking about to see who it could be the one like mouse in the room's like i think it's jerry i don't trust irishman (laughs) yeah i think it might be jerry too oh god (laughs) kind of off topic there wow towards the conclusion the law of the street (laughs) um so so it's a yes is what you're saying is that what you're edging i think if we were able to pin this road on just one paranormal offense we would have a strong case unfortunately we've not been able to do that we've got right. some pretty scant evidence and to me just on you know first pass with this episode it kind of reeks of one of these paranormal tales where it becomes so much part of the dna of that time and everyone repeats it to themselves yeah that everyone's looking out for it everyone's driving down that road waiting for what's going to go wrong everyone's out competing each other with their different ghost stories suddenly something kind of small happens to them and they kind of replay it over and over in their heads knowing it's a haunted street yeah that things kind of get out of hand and that's why if i'm to come down in a hard and fast conclusion like we always have to do in this show i think for now i'm gonna have to err on the side of this being a no today that's fair that's very fair. You know, I, I looked into specifically uh, the case that had the most concrete evidence, which of course was David Walpert and the mansion, mm-hmm. his family being burned alive, the chicken coops, yep. because all these things exist. Yep. The chicken coops exist. You can actually go visit them. More than fair. The remains of the mansion, I believe, are still there. Uh, so I did a little more research on David Walpert and he existed as well. Yep. He, you can actually go visit his tombstone in Colorado, which leads to a problem. David has a tombstone. Mm-hmm. So he didn't run off into the night and disappear. Oh, I never thought about that. He died and someone buried him. Yeah. There was no mention of burning a family alive. Uh, in fact, when I actually managed to track down 
uh, his family tree, mm-hmm. it looks like his family went on to branch downwards into. Oh, so this isn't even. It looks in the like history books. Th- 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 I believe the mansion did exist. Yeah, maybe it was owned by David Wolpert. Maybe it wasn't. I believe it did burn down. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, a new generation are being raised up with this burnt mansion on a hilltop. It was very dramatized. It was a chip pan fire. They got out safe. <laughs> yeah, everyone was fine. Uh, so unfortunately, um, without any concrete evidence, this week for me, it's also going to be a no. Wow. But what a ride. Holy what crap. What a ride. We learned a little bit more about Riverdale Road in Colorado. We learned a little bit more about the cast of the McDonald's family. I had a great time. I hope you had a great time, Kit. I'm terrified. I hope you had a good time, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure, on this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. If you would like to support the podcast, and hell, who doesn't? You can go on to patreon.com because we don't run ads on this show. Never before have we ran one ad for Chompies. Yeah, yeah. Well, Any I mean, talk you, of Chompies, the uh, the North Korean cereal brand that is taking the market by storm. It's not. Literally, a shipment got caught up in a tropical uh, hurricane um, off the c- coast of Puerto Rico, and it just... I'm not getting into that. We lost a couple hundred boxes there. Yeah. Um, but... And actually, the, the UN are pissed because it's poisoned a lot of fish loads like i know they say it's fit for human consumption not for fish apparently no or birds one bite and they just burst yeah basically bird dynamite (laughs) those things are popping out of the sky like fireworks i don't want to get into it just please buy some chompies they're safe for humans (laughs) but if you don't want to explode what you can do is support us on Patreon and This Paranormal Life Patreon, where we have so much cool stuff to offer you, including bonus episodes, research notes. Do you want pictures of the McDonald family? Do you want to see what Mayor McCheese looks like? We've got it covered, guys. All of the research notes are on the Patreon, along with a bunch of other cool stuff, t-shirts. Uh, so go check it out if you want to support us and keep this show moving. And as always, if you are a member of the Patreon, what we like to do is shout you out on the podcast uh, with your very own personal shout out from your paranormal pals. So let's get started right now. Thank you to Thomas Burtner. Ooh, are we on Sesame Street? Because I see Thomas Burton Ernie. Thank you, Thomas, for walking down Sesame Street, spotting the paranormal peasants, tap dancing for change, and throwing a couple coins in the paranormal bucket. We appreciate it immensely. Thank you to Victoria. You can't spell victory without Victor. And that's pretty close to Victoria. Pretty darn close, yeah. She's a winning gal that we want to have on our team. So thank you so much for joining the softball team of the Paranormal Peasants. Our games are Sunday in the park. We have to split into a team of two because no one else wants to play with us anymore. Right. But it is still a very physically challenging game. We urge you to come along. Snacks will not be provided. Please bring them. (laughs) We're so hungry. (laughs) Thank you also to Sandra Cosfeld. Sandra, what's your pitching arm like? Because we're short one pitcher for the Paranormal Baseball League. That's right. Every Sunday, we're down at the park starving our little asses off. Come along with your bat, your glove, a ball. We don't have any of that either. And then bring some food. Doesn't even have to be baseball themed. If it's hot dogs, great. Fine, that's That's themed as well. Anything else, any snacks or anything you have in your house. Come along and play ball. Thank you to Naomi McCarthy. (laughs) Score! Naomi, there's a ball coming right at you. Caught. 
Runner coming home. Don't throw the ball. Run it in with some snacks. Anything. Cheetos. Twinkies. Apples. We'll take canned food. Naomi, I can't be clearer. We're hungry as hell. Feel free to bring along, you know, fresh stuff. Sure, we can do that in the day. But also tinned goods, stuff that won't go off. Exactly. Ideally, stuff that will last for a long time. If you need to make room, you know, in the car, the glove, the bat, uh, yeah, leave really. all the baseball crap out of it. This is, you know what, this is actually more of a canned food drive. Thank you, Naomi. There will be jerseys, though. So if you bring 10 pounds, you can buy a uh, This Paranormal Life baseball jersey. That's right. Thank you also to Brendan Ward. If I ever have to go to hospital, make sure they put me in the Brendan Ward. The most trustworthy and expensive ward in any hospital. Because Brendan, who I assume is a billionaire, donated some money to the Patreon and then set up a goddamn ward in a hospital. Wow. I'm actually just reading online about the Brendan Ward. It actually has some of the worst statistics um, for for wards globally. Really? Um, I didn't know there was a metric actually for that. <laughs> go in to visit their loved ones in that ward and die before the people who are in hospital. It's insane. Right. Okay. They get very, very ill. It says they put a lot of money into a um, gold full-size statue of Brendan to commemorate the opening of the ward. Right. Nothing into hospital supplies. That's That, that sounds actually a lot like the Brendan I remember. Yeah. One ward over. Put me one ward over, please. <laughs> Thank you too. Christina Wilson. Christina the little devil Wilson. She will sin often and frequently because that's what her heart drives her to do. She's one of the people that would show up in a ghost Camaro <laughs> and try and egg on all the racers yeah. using that ghost horn. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Thank you also to Emma Emerson. Emma, we've got a dilemma for you. We're starving over here. <laughs> Thank you for contributing. Uh, but for... For various legal reasons, we cannot convert the Patreon support to food. No. So I just want to be clear on that. That's why we're in the position we're in. So anything you can do to um, provide stuff at the um, at the Sunday baseball meetup. The can drive. The can drive. There's very little baseball involved, right. to be honest Sorry. with you. That would be great. Yeah. But thank you for the support also. Yeah. Anna. Don't bring that cheap stuff either. Bring the goods. <laughs> people gave money to be like it was so nice to hear them give support and it's just us be like give us food <laughs> I'm so sorry Emma. I don't want supplies from Tesco's I want it from Marks and Sparks don't I and thank you lastly but not leastly to Keith Boggins take Keith out to the Boggins take Keith out to the crowd Buy me some Keith nuts and cracker jack. You get the message, Keith. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want cans in my giant backpack. <laughs> uh, Keith, you know where to be. You know what to bring. <laughs> we don't have to say it again. Thank you so much for helping us out and, and uh, you know, being a patron for the This Paranormal Patreon. Everyone uh, who gives us support, we are so grateful that uh you know it's it's such a good incentive to keep the show going um and be able to bring you more episodes and bonus content and so much fun stuff so thank you so much and that pretty much winds us up for this week remember everyone make sure to live fast investigate and die, die young. young we will see you again on tuesday for a brand new paranormal tale
Y'all ready for ghost? Ghost. All right. Wow. Wow. Actually, blew my throat out with that one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 